Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lemont Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lemont Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, on, well, almost the end of the month of April. But I'm excited to be back with you guys. It took a couple of weeks off. Had a busy schedule the last two weeks, but I'm here tonight. Joining me, like always, will be my all-star producer, all-pro producer, <laughs> A-Rod, and I'm going to get him chimed in here just shortly to kind of get his thoughts on the NFL draft, which is kicking off tomorrow, the 2019 NFL draft. I want to get his thoughts on his buddy, his favorite football player, quarterback Russell Wilson, getting the contract extension. Uh, was it four years for 140 million, something like that? Uh, but he got a nice size contract. And speaking of contracts, another guy got an extension today is Big Ben. Ben Roethlisberger got a two-year extension uh, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, making his deal now worth 68 million. So, if you've been following along with Pittsburgh pretty much this whole offseason, you know that Pittsburgh Steelers has gone into a different direction offensively. Used to be called the Killer Bees. Now there's only one B left, and that's Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, they got rid of, well, Le'Veon Bell set out for the whole all last year for the most part. Is now a New York Jet. Then you had Antonio Brown. He kind of forced his way out of Pittsburgh for the most part. Is now Oakland Raiders wide receiver position. So that leaves everything. The, the offensive, well, the offensive car, or I guess the keys to the car to the offensive car in the hands of Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Roethlisberger has been uh, their solid quarterback ever since, or really been their Super Bowl quarterback ever since he's been drafted and played his pretty much his whole career for Pittsburgh. Ben Roethlisberger, uh, his deal will extend all the way up to the age of 40, I want to believe, and pretty much kind of seal his fate for the Pittsburgh Steelers and have his career finished up as, uh, you know, orange and black or, not orange and black, silver, not silver and black, I'm looking gold and black. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this deal is a two-year extension worth $68 million, including a $37.5 million signing bonus. He gets a lot of money up front with a guarantee and another $30 million injury guarantee. So Roethlisberger has been with the team since he's been drafted in 2004. Man, that's been a long time. It's been a while since he's been uh, – at least since he's been in college, 2004. So Pittsburgh Steelers is really committed to him, Ben Roethlisberger, as you can tell, and Ben Roethlisberger has been committed to the organization. He's taken them to multiple Super Bowl appearances. I know they won the Super Bowl back in Detroit. What year was that? Oh, man. When um, Jerome Battis was still playing, he went back to his home city, home state, in the winning the Super Bowl for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I want to say they beat your teammate, Rod, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck had to be the quarterback at the time for the Seattle Seahawks. But Roethlisberger's got him an extension. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers now, in my opinion, is 100% Ben Roethlisberger's team. Uh, he's going to probably come in a little bit lighter, a little bit more mobile as far as being able to know that he's going into and he's locked in as the quarterback for the franchise and pretty much know that he's going to be the offensive weapon, the guy that's going to make the offense go. Um, Hats off to the organization of the Pittsburgh Steelers for being able to lock him in 
and uh, remain his career, well, finish up his career at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I talked about Russell Wilson uh, becoming the highest paid player in NFL history when he signed a four-year, $140 million contract last week. Um, I want to get A-Rod thoughts on this. Maybe he's a little busy back there, but A-Rod, if you're available to chime in. Russell Wilson, we talked about him uh, being the uh, the go-to guy and also, also the dual-threat quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks ever since he was drafted by the Seahawks and having a chance to be able to get that contract extension. He had that demand out there, wanted a new deal before April 15th, wanted to say they got that deal done. Uh, shortly thereafter, either not on the 15th or a day or two after that. Russell Wilson, I saw something where he even bought his offensive lineman stock in uh, it was in Amazon. So you can definitely tell that he's a guy that's willing to give and spread the wealth, spread the love, showing love to his offensive lineman. Something different, buying him stock in Amazon instead of your typical watches or, or SUVs or you know, things that quarterbacks buy for their offensive alignment. So, Russell Westbrook has now wrapped up his career, or will wrap up his career for the Seattle Seahawks, uh, getting a lot of money guaranteed up front. His guaranteed a $65 million signing bonus up front uh, for four years for worth the 140, uh, $140 million. So, it's a quarterback-driven league. You can definitely tell that. NFL is driven by the quarterbacks, and if your team's going to be successful, I always say up until the Texans got their starting quarterback and dual threat quarterback, Deshaun Watson. Uh, if you don't have solid play at the quarterback position, it's going to be hard for you to be successful in the NFL. No doubt about that. Haven't seen these two organizations in the Seattle Seahawks locking in. Uh, Russell Westbrook, as well as Pittsburgh Steelers locking in. Ben Roethlisberger only tells me that their focus point is on the quarterback position. Everybody else can be replaced. Everybody else can be, um, you know, they can make those type of adjustments. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, kind of, well, I was going to say their, their style of play is kind of similar, but it's really not. But they do move around. Roethlisberger is not as quick as, as Russell was, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, but, you know, Russell Wilson is more of a dual threat. He can get outside the pocket, and he can break the line of scrimmage, and he can run down the field. Ben, he can do a little of that, but not a, not as much. So, uh, but he's more t- he's a, a very tough quarterback, and Ben Roethlisberger uh, can process a lot faster down the field. Takes a lot of big hits, sometimes too many. Uh, well, Russell Wilson takes his fair shots as well, but Ben Roethlisberger though, uh, he's tough as nails. That's the reason why he's been a quarterback, the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers since 2004. Uh, they're both getting two deals for the off-season workouts. We're doing the off-season workouts before mini camp and training camp getting started this summer. I applaud the organizations for locking in their quarterbacks and getting their deal done. Uh, let's see here. How much time we have left? Before I jump into the draft, I want to kind of get my thoughts on some of the NBA playoff games. I know I'm bouncing around. you got to excuse me. That kind of goes in, in sequence of, of NFL, NFL, then go from there. But I got to talk about the game I saw last night. Coming back from the gym, I was up late having a protein shake and just hanging out and watching some TV. Man, that Portland Trailblazers Oklahoma City game last night was phenomenal. Uh, by now, if you haven't seen the uh, Damian Lillard, I'm on my mind's twisted tonight. Uh, game winning buzzer beater. Uh, you miss a good play, you miss a good shot. If you can, go back and check the highlights. Uh, Lillard is. Uh, 
one of the most underrated players in the NBA. I was impressed how throughout that series, going back and forth, Russell Westbrook and Paul, um, you know, um, just felt like Oklahoma City going into it had the upper hand. But the goal, uh, but the Portland Trailblazers to me showed some resilience, showed toughness after going through the last couple of seasons of losing in the playoffs. I was very impressed with Damian play against them. That man, that buzzer beat was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, you know, Lillier is is one of the top shooters in the NBA. We saw that last night, hitting 50 points against the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, knocking them out. And just advancing the playoffs speaks volumes, man. It was a so exciting game. I just want to get my thoughts on that. Uh, the Portland Trailblazers, man, fans was livid. Damian Lillier, uh, I'm going to get that right before the end of the show. Uh, his sister stormed the court. You can see family members coming in. It was just unbelievable. Uh, had sauce to uh, Lillier and then Damien's team and, and teammates and hard work as they sit back and wait to see who's going to be the winner of the San Antonio Spurs, I think. San Antonio and the Denver Nuggets game of uh, series. So I'm excited to see some more playoffs tonight, especially with the Houston Rockets. Uh, pretty much have, have that conference. I mean, have that series in check against Utah, and we'll see if they can wrap it up tonight at home. As you can hear the music playing in the background, it's time for me to take my first break on the show outside the huddle. Then we want to come back. I'm going to try to get back into the NFL, talk some NFL drafts, and give you my thoughts and opinions as well. Next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Lee Mott Williams, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you ready for a disaster? If you are like many people in the world, that answer may sadly be no. Disasters happen unexpectedly to people just like you every day. Tune into Preparing for the Unexpected with business continuity and disaster planning expert Alex Bullock. The show will not only help you better prepare for a disaster itself, but also to prepare you, your place of employment, and community for the aftermath. Emotionally, financially, and with a better level of awareness and a stronger feeling of resiliency. Tune in Thursdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Gobble, gobble. This week on The Revolution, it's 100% Turkey Thunder. We'll talk turkey calling, decoying, and more with Mike Stroff of Savage Outdoors, plus Fred Eichler of Everything Eichler, Brian Tucker with High Mountain Seasonings, and Trayson Thayer from The Brigade Race to the Hudson, premiering on Outdoor Channel April 22nd at 8 p.m. Eastern. Jim and Trav's Turkey Thunder discussion is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. 
stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast all the time the number one internet talk station where your opinion counts voiceamerica.com You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. As I enter the second segment of the show, first segment, I talked a little bit NBA, Damian Lillier and the Portland Trailblazers knocking off the Oklahoma City Thunder, as well as give you my thoughts and opinion of Ben Roethlisberger with his two-year extension, as well as Russell Wilson getting his contract extension for the Seattle Seahawks. Now, in this segment, I want to talk about some things that came out last week, even though I was off last week. I want to kind of recap that, and that's the NFL 2019 schedule. So the schedule came out last week, and, man, there are going to be a lot of good games going into the NFL season this year. Let's kick off with the week one games. Kicking off the Thursday night game on September the 5th will be the Green Bay Packers going against Chicago Bears. Now, Chicago Bears, had a lot of success last year, especially at home. They picked up a Khalil Mack defensively. They was phenomenal, uh, making impact plays. Khalil Mack was forcing turnovers, sacking people, and they're playing against their rival right out the shoot, right out the gate in the Green Bay Packers. Packers now have made some adjustments. They got a new head coach, and uh, you know Aaron Rodgers is still there, so it'll be exciting to see which team comes out fast offensively. Uh, Chicago has a lot of good weapons offensively. Um, and to be honest with you, for it to be a week one game, uh, it's going to be hard for me to make a prediction on this one. I, I mean, not hard, but I'm leaning more towards Chicago uh, because they have uh, their their nucleus of players in place. Green Bay, we know they have Aaron Rodgers, and he's, he gets hard to go against Aaron Rodgers. However, I'm going to go with Chicago in this one, man, kicking off the NFL season. Then you jump down to the Sunday games, and you have a lot of games on Sunday, starting September the 8th. You have Tennessee at Cleveland. That should be a good game with Odell Beckham now and teaming up with his former teammate Jarvis Landry uh, in Cleveland. Then you have Baltimore. You know, they had a solid season last year making to the playoffs, going down to Miami, the new Miami Dolphins. Uh, Then you have Atlanta. Had a, so, a subpar season last year playing against Minnesota. At Minnesota, you have Buffalo against the Jets. How will uh, Le'Veon Bell hold up his first game back after taking a year off or really sitting out a whole year and not playing any football? You have know, the Washington Redskins, right? So the Redskins had some success. Their quarterback went down, got injured, Alex Smith. So they traded for uh Case Keenum, well, not traded. Well, they picked up Case Keenum, and they're you know, chopping at the bit to be able to pick up a quarterback in a draft uh, tomorrow going against the Eagles. You know, the Eagles was real good. They get to the playoffs, and their defense is still solid. You have the Rams. We all know the Rams made it to the Super Bowl. They lost to New England, 
they playing against Cam Newton and the Cam, Carolina Panthers. So is Cam 100 back? Will be 100% coming into the season? Is that shoulder ready to take on the workload against the Rams out the shoot? That's a really tough game. Cam Newton going against the Rams in that defense line. Kansas City, everybody has high hopes for Kansas City this season, including myself. Uh, defensively, and you know, added some weapons. You know what uh, Patrick Mahomes can do going into, well, not really his second season, but his second season as a starter quarterback going against Jacksonville. Is Jacksonville going to be a better team this year? They had a lot of potential last year uh, defensively. Uh, things start to fall apart for them. Offensively, they left they left the quarterback behind, or they got a new quarterback. Picked up what Nick Foles out of out of uh, Philly. So, you know, Jacksonville offense get things turned around and be that team they were two or three years ago, or really three seasons ago when they were dominating made it to the playoffs. The coach Andrew Luck went on that run late in the season last year. Got his team in Indianapolis in the playoffs, knocking off the Texans in the first round. And end up losing in the second round. They played the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, which made the playoffs last season. So that's going to be a good game there for both teams. Cincinnati Bengals, uh, without Marvin Lewis, how are they going to look? Their identity as far as um, coaching, I mean, well, their coach and their direction as far as going forward. Cincinnati will be playing uh, a Rice team. Seattle Seahawks and a newly signed contract extended Russell Wilson offense in the first late game, well, the second late game. Uh, I think Cincinnati is going to lose that game against Seattle. Seattle's going to be red hot in that week one game. New York Giants, Eli Manning going against their rival, the Dallas Cowboys out the gate. Cowboys, you know, Dak Prescott going into his last season of his Rookie contract, he's going to be another guy who wants to get paid in the summer of 2020. How will the Cowboys look against? And Zeke Elliott look against the Giants. I think Cowboys will pull that off against the Giants. Detroit, Arizona, there it is. Your, you know, your, your local team, A-Rod, Arizona, they will be playing. They're newly coached, and, and their draft pick starting tomorrow. You know, who are they going to draft? Cal Murray, most likely, and you know, if, if if their quarterback is going to match that energy and turn that franchise around for Arizona, San Francisco against Tampa. And the first week, let's see here, the first Sunday night football game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger without his his former teammates, and um, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown will go against New England. Sunday night football, NFL champions, uh, Tom Brady and company, um, so that'll be an exciting one also in week one. Jumping to Monday Night Football will be a doubleheader. I'll be at this game. The Houston Texans will travel to New Orleans to play the Saints. Uh, that's going to be a really good matchup with the Texans. Can they turn things around and continue to have success, get back to the playoffs, and be that dominant team offensively against the New Orleans Saints, who had some really good play last year offensively with Drew Brees. And you have Denver and Oakland finishing up. Monday Night Football Week 1. So, as you can tell, I'm excited. Can't wait for the season to get going. Um, I want to see if A-Rod's available. I want to bring him in. I want to get his thoughts real quick on some of the games I just mentioned. Uh, A-Rod, are you available? Yes, sir. I'm here. What's going on? Okay. Uh, real quick, your buddy, uh, Russell Wilson, he got that contract extension. Uh, what's your thoughts on him getting that $140 million deal 
and $65 million guarantee up front. In my honest opinion, I think it's just a little bit too late. You know, it was one of those like you should have gave this man this that that contract when he won the Super Bowl for y'all. You mean I mean like come on now, like Russell Wilson can move, he can, he can keep the ball going, he can throw. You know, he, he they they underrate him on his skill, and you know it's just like he, he's one, he's one of the best. You know, he's he's up there in the top quarterbacks, and you know, for him to get this contract this late, this this new contract this late in the, in, in, into his his seasons and being with the with the being in the NBA, NFL and, you know, being with, with the Seahawks, I feel like, you know, he should have gotten this a lot more sooner. He earned it. But, you know, now that he actually has it, it it's definitely it, he needed it. He earned it. Like, the Seahawks know that they need him, and, you know, he's the face of the Seahawks, and, you know, they need a, a face man to be for the, for, the, for the team. And, you know, I'm glad he has it and it, great work. And, you know, Russell Wilson's been, you know, he's a smart man. He's been tearing it up, you know. His, his stocks in Amazon goes, for, goes to show. And you know he's he's just an all he's all around he's a good man you know. Yeah, yeah, he's he is a really good dude and he's well deserved for that money. Uh, hopefully he can stay healthy and be the same productive quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks prior to that contract extension. I'm excited to see that. Now jumping down a rod first schedule for the Seattle Seahawks. You guys will be playing Cincinnati at home. Then y'all go right on the road and play Pittsburgh. Follow up with New Orleans. Then you come down to your city where you are right now in Phoenix to play the Arizona Cardinals. So the first four weeks for you guys is one home game, one row, one home, one row. Uh, how, is impo- how important is it for you guys to get up to a solid and fast start offensively or throughout, I mean, at the beginning of the season? Because you're playing Cincinnati, then Pittsburgh, two tough teams right there in the AFC North right out the gate. Um, you know, it, it really just comes down to teamwork and, you know, the team being, you know, uh, the one being, you know, being, being one with, uh, with, with the game and, you know, actually being ready for it. I mean, there's, there's a lot of changes with a lot of teams and, you know, every team is basically starting off a scratch and with the Seahawks, you know, Pete Carroll, you never know what's going to happen or anything like our, our biggest mindset to going into the beginning of, you know, is just thinking about who, who could play what position, who's beneficial and, you know. The Bengals, I'm really not too worried about, but the next game with the Steelers and the Saints, you know, th- those those ones I'm really like, I feel like the Seahawks need to, need to get more of a better game plan together when they go against them. Um, I mean, as far as them starting off strong at the beginning of the season, it would be great, but, you know, um, most teams that start off strong, you know, they always end bad. And, you know, I feel like they, they need to work out the kinks and stuff like that with new players they got coming in, and I feel like, you know, they'll be one straight solid team. And we'll see what happens, you know, with encouragement with them and the leadership and all that stuff, but, you know, it... it I think definitely they, they, they need to come together and think about what, what they want in the end game and what, where they need to be for the season and, you know, what's going to get them to the, to the championship. Yeah, good stuff there. And, you know, in the, in the conference that you guys play in, NFC West, uh, what, concern, who, what teams concern you the most out of that conference? Is it the Rams still or you think it's San Francisco or Arizona? As of as of seeing last year and going into this this next year, if, if it's going to be how it is, I think the Rams are going to be a big you know threat. As far as like the 49ers, they're still trying to work out coaching stuff. You know, last year they just they seemed like an elementary team. And, you know, they just they just didn't know who they were. And I feel like you know they're really not that big of a threat. As far as like Cardinals, I think if they have a better game plan and they, they come out strong and we see how how Cliff Kingsbury handles them, I think you know they they possibly could be a threat. But you know, coming in with a new quarterback, uh, Kylie coming in, if they do if they do sign for him, I feel like that that'll be a threat there. 
you know, he could throw, and I feel like I feel like their throwing game would be more uh, of more of a lookout for. You know, I hope hopefully we have the right tight ends and safeties for that. But I, I think really our biggest challenge would be the Rams. Yeah, yeah, the Rams are a very tough team, man, especially out there losing the Super Bowl. They're going to try to regain that momentum with that defensive line and that pressure. Uh, it'll be exciting to see how the Seahawks bounce back. It looks like just kind of scanning through your schedule, you got pretty much the AFC North this year uh, outside of you. I mean, besides of your guys playing your divisional games in the NFC West, you have some uh, NFC South games. You have Atlanta, Tampa Bay, and I want to see you have Carolina on your schedule along with the Saints. So, man, it's going to be a lot of traveling for you guys going from the Pacific Northwest down to the NFC South next season or this season uh, heading into the 2019 season. But I hear the music playing in my ear, so that means it's time for me to take a break. And you're right, when I come back, I want to pick your brain a little bit more on the NFL schedule as well as transitioning to the NFL draft, which kicks off tomorrow afternoon or evening, wherever you're going to be watching the NFL draft. Next on Outside the Huddle, with your host, Lemont Williams. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Foray and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune into All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Mondays at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety channel now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop take voice america on the go and listen anywhere get our mobile app for iphone blackberry or android at the apple itunes app store blackberry app world or android market the internet's number one talk station number one talk station VoiceAmerica.com. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, as I prepare for the draft tomorrow, we cover the Houston Texans draft party tomorrow evening. Uh, I want to kind of jump back into the schedules real quick 
A-Rod gave his, shared his thoughts and his opinions on Russell Wilson getting his contract extension as well as the first four weeks of the Seattle Seahawks uh, schedule. They'll be playing a lot of teams in the AFC North as well as the NFC East, I mean, NFC South uh, going into the 2019 season. So, as I mentioned, the Houston Texans have their kick off their uh, draft party tomorrow afternoon. I'll be there covering that. And the Texans schedule, uh, you know, going into the season, they will be playing the Saints as well. So they're playing a lot of NFC South teams. And they will be playing the – actually, they'll be playing a lot of the NFC – it looks like the NFC West. What, do they have Seattle? Hold on, hold on before I say – no, they do not have Seattle. So they have Kansas City, Chargers, and that division is the NFC West. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, the AFC, AFC West. I'm sorry. The AFC West. So they have the Raiders, Kansas City, uh, Broncos, and the Chargers. So out the gate, Monday Night Football, the Texans will play Saints. I'll be at that game in New Orleans, one of my favorite cities. I just got back from there about three weeks ago. I had a really good time down in New Orleans. And they were playing Jacksonville. So here's the unique thing about them playing Jacksonville this year for the Texans. They will be playing home uh, the second week of the 2019 season, but they will be playing for them the first time on the road in London as a visiting team. So they were playing Jacksonville in London for the first time. I will not be traveling to London for that game. I wish I could, but due to my ESPN3 contractual agreement and stuff, I got games. I don't think I can be able to get to London and back. <laughs> so uh, I'll be watching that one on TV. So the Texans will play the Chargers in week three on the road. So, let me go and give you my predictions as I walk through the schedule. Texans versus the Saints on the road, Monday night football. Place can be loud and packed. Saints fans can be going crazy. I'm going to go ahead and give it to the Saints. Just rolling the dice. Drew Brees finds a way to get it done. The Saints still is one away. So the Texans starts on three. It's going to be a very close game. All right, so they return home on one, and they can play their divisional rivals or divisional team opponent in Jacksonville. Just say Jacksonville is not a team. They're still working out the kinks with their new quarterback foes. I give the Texans winning that game at home. So they're 1-1 one one now before they travel on the road to play San Diego. They play the Chargers. Uh, so the first three weeks is always the toughest in the NFL because that's when you really find your true identity of what team you're going to be going for. Even if you might not be that team that your record predicts that you are, um, it's more of a psyche thing. If you get out to on three star, it's really tough for you to get things turned around. Gun to start instead of you pointing the gun at everybody else, now the gun is pointing at you. Uh, so the Texans are not going to be on three going into the Chargers game. However, um, Losing that first road game to the Saints that I predicted, how will they bounce back in week three? Let's say I give them the benefit of the doubt. Okay, so they beat the Chargers on the road. So now they're 2-1 as they prepare to play two back-to-back home games against NFC South opponents. They have the Carolina Panthers and they have Atlanta Falcons. If the Texans are able to split one of those, and let's say they lose to Carolina, now they're 2-2, two and two, but they beat the Falcons, 
they're three and two before they hit on the road in October. So mid-October, they go down to Kansas City. They play at Kansas City. I say they lose that one. Then they play the Colts at the Colts. And this is a tough one, right, because the Texans finally got a chance to beat the Colts last year in Indianapolis. But Andrew Luck, you know, he's a guy that's very tough. He seems like him and um, um, the receiver, TJ, uh, golly, I forgot his name. I'm going to pull it up right now before I stumble and fumble all over it. But every time the Texans play the Colts, it just seems like the Colts have their number. And Indianapolis does a really good job against them. And the Texans, T.Y. Hilton, that's who it is. T.Y. Hilton dominates against the Texans. So with that being said, can the Texans pull off two back-to-back road home games? I mean, two back-to-back road games? I doubt it. I doubt it. Um, so I have them losing to Kansas City on the road, losing to the Colts on the road. So now they head back home play the Raiders. Got them, I got them squeezing that one out over the Raiders. Then they travel all the way and play in London. They play the Jacksonville Jaguars. First time in London making that trip, I say they split that. So the Jacksonville will, will win that one. It, it, it's not their first rodeo in London, but it is the Texans. So I got Jacksonville beating Texas there. So that's what. Let's start over. Not all the way over, but let's say that it's one and one, two and one. Let's see. I should have been writing this down. Anyway, all right. Let me jump back in it. So they played, then they traveled to play in November. They played the Ravens at the Ravens. I'll, I'll give them that one. Uh, they, they'll beat the Ravens there, and they'll beat the Colts at home. Well, here's where things get a little tricky for the Texans. They come back in the first week of December. They play New England. They play the Patriots. Sunday night football. Uh, at home at that. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, I just don't see them beating New England home or away. Uh, unless Tom Brady gets injured somewhere between there before they play them in December. That's the only possibility that Texas probably will win that one <laughs> against New England. All right, you jump down to 12-8. to 12-8. They play the Broncos at home, and the Texas winning that one. Um, then they go on the road and play Tennessee. Um They'll win that one in Tennessee. And they'll beat the Bucks as well. They play the Bucks on the road. Then they play, oh, man, they play Tennessee within a matter of uh, three weeks from each other. So they play Tennessee, they play the Bucks, and they play Tennessee again. So, hmm, can they, beat, can they sweep the Tennessee Titans? I don't think so. But I will say, Oh, okay, so I'll give I'll say Tennessee beat them on at home, but the Texans will come back and beat them, finish up the season finale in their home place against Tennessee. So, can the Texans make it back to the playoffs? The likelihood of that would be, oh man, it'd, it'd be slim uh, due to the fact that you know they got a lot of road road games, a lot of tough road games this year, especially going all the way to London. Consecutive uh, back-to-back road games. Uh, it's going to be the turning point for them uh, when they play Kansas City in October, as well as the Colts. Home games, for the most part, I think they will they'll win majority of those. But it'll be it'll be exciting to see how it plays out. 
I'm not going to lie to you. It'd be exciting to see how it plays out, like every team. But right now, I, I, I don't see Texas making it back to the playoffs. And I'm just being pessimistic due to their role opponents. Uh, but things is always something to change. I have been wrong in the past. I've definitely been wrong in the past. So, anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited. Can't wait for the season to kick off for the Texans as well as the NFL draft tomorrow. Speaking of the draft, we segue into that right now. Give you my thoughts and some things real quick. Texans uh, draft pick is in the first round, and the Texans will need some defensive players. No doubt about it. They lost uh, Matthews, Tyron Matthews, and they lost Kareem Jackson. So I wouldn't be surprised they go for a safety or corner uh, at the 23rd pick in the draft, the first round. Uh, someone out there that can help them make an impact defensively. Oh, and they also lost uh, Kevin Johnson. So uh, I definitely believe that the Texans will go defense with this first pick. Um, let's see here. You have, again, the Cardinals at number one, 49ers, Jets, Raiders. Buccaneers. You jump down and you have the Texans at 23. So, yeah, for the most part, Texans should get a defensive player. Uh, someone that's going to help them, make them, give them an impact right out of the gate. Uh, the young man, I was told that they might go after the, the cornerback from uh, LSU. Was it uh, Greedy? Greedy Williams? Um, everyone's projecting him to get an opportunity to play for the Texans. Let me see here. Let me pull up the young man at cornerback to see some of his, his highlights. Uh, defensive players. Let's see. Hey, Rod, you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. Hey, real quick, uh, you think the Texans will make it back to the playoffs this season, going into the 2019 season, from what you know and what you saw last year? Based off what I know and what I'm seeing going into next year, I feel like, you know, they, they have a chance. I mean, come on now. It's the Texans. They, 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 they're good at what they do when they do do it, but when they don't, you know, they, they have some issues. I feel like what you're saying uh, going into, uh, in, into the, the next season and, and them, and I was hearing you talking about, you know, them going against the Saints, the Jaguars, and the and Chargers and all them. I feel like what, who you picked and who they'll lose to will be a great, you know, that, that, that's where I feel like they'll be at. But, I mean, far as, you know, them going into the finals and all that stuff, I mean, with any team, they all have a chance. It's just whether they want it or not. I feel like with the Texans this year, um, there's going to be a couple of good matches here and there. Uh, maybe a, a couple of defeats where, you know, it's, like, bad. Um, but, I mean, other than that, I think the Texans will do, will do really good. Um, I would love to see them go in into the finals, you know. Um, it's been a while since we've seen them in there. But, you know, uh, it's it just really how bad do they want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely comes down to how bad they want it. Um, I'm looking at a young man now, Greedy Williams. He's projected to go first round, and I have an opportunity to land an opportunity on the spot with the Texans if he's available. Ran a four three seven in the forty yard dash. Man, that kid can fly. Let's see here. Looking at some of his highlights, man. Uh, Texans definitely need a defensive player. So one is going to fill in some of those holes they have. And Greedy Williams is one of those players out of LSU, Tigers. And um, let me jump down here, look at some of his highlights. 6'3 guy, Ooh. tall, rangy, cornerback, uh, can play man-to-man, cover, and 
make up ground. Yeah, I definitely see him playing for the Texans if he's available. If they don't grab him, then some he won't be there before the twenty third pick. I tell you that much. Um, you know, how, well, how much time do we have, uh, A. Rob, for our next break? Two minutes. Okay, real quick, Tyron Matthews. He was with the Texans. I'm talking about LSU, and uh, he made a very huge impact on one year for the Texans. Now Matthews is going over to Kansas City at the safety position. The Honey Badger. You've seen a lot of him in Arizona when he was with the Cardinals. You know how much would the Texans going to miss a guy like the Honey Badger and what he brings to the table? You know they'll, they'll miss him a lot because I mean any any game any any playmaker. Who's actually doing what they need to do uh, during a game? You know, I feel like any team that gets rid of them or trades them you know, or gets them out, they hurt themselves. They really shoot themselves in the foot. I mean, you know, every team wants a good player who who will go out there and get the plays done, and you know, who move the chains and get everything going. You know, I feel like I- any of their players that they get rid of that that that's a game player. You know, it's just it's just shooting themselves in the foot, and it's just something you shouldn't do. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like you know the honey badger man. That guy there, dog, he. He, he, to me, he just seems like he was their energizer bunny. He was their go-to guy. You know, he was the guy that brought the emotional edge to the to the team. And defensively, man, he was just all over the place. Like he was always at the right place at the right time. Oh yeah, that was um, Badger. He was definitely a game player. You know, he he made sure he, he was either in a play or involved in the play, or you know, or definitely uh, mm-hmm. the Honey Badger. You know, is a key player to them. Yeah, man, no doubt. They're going to miss him um, defensively. And they need to replace that guy, uh, Honey Badger, as soon as possible. Kareem Jackson, too. That's two safeties that they need. Uh, they need to fill that void going into the season because, man, they're going to go against a lot of opponents, going to air it out. Um, yeah, they got some real good teams, and I think they, they really do need to tighten up some more of the defense, I mean, especially with O-line. I feel like I think they were getting ready to – what I'm – Expect what or what I've been suspecting. They've been looking into mm-hmm. you know, signing. Uh, um, what's his name? I can't remember his name right now. Uh, they're looking to get another old line player um, in for them. You know, I feel like Andre Dillard. I feel like that's who they they were going to go towards with O line, and you know that'll help out mm-hmm. them, and then they can start working over to their defense. But yeah, I think their defense is something they need to start you know tightening up. They need they need them. Yeah. No doubt, no doubt. Okay, let's break. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show with some draft picks and thoughts and give them pick a rod mind on what Seattle need to do for their draft going into tomorrow's uh, – well, their draft pick going into tomorrow's draft. Next on Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, on the Voice America Sports Network. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel have you had a chance to check out voice america's online magazine and blog if you love our hosts and shows check out articles that give an even deeper perspective plus topics about health and fitness movie reviews philosophy business tips and tactics spirituality positive thought current events and even more about your favorite hosts it's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com that's blog.voiceamerica.com the voice america press blog all access all the time Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. As we prepare for the fourth segment, before we wrap up the show, A-Rod and I had a nice conversation before the break about the Texans draft pick and what they need to do uh, to kind of fill those boys and those holes that they have uh, defensively, especially without uh, Tyron Matthews and Kareem Jackson and those holes in the secondary. So uh, with that being said, A-Rod, Seattle, you know, they have their – their, their shoes to fill, or they have some holes to fill uh, for their draft pick as well. What do you think Seattle will do as your team going into the draft? What what they need to draft first uh, tomorrow? Yeah, so comparing the Seahawks from last season and the season coming up, I feel like, you know, uh, going into the draft and everything like that, I, I feel like we need to work more on our defense. Uh, last season, we were definitely giving up a lot of plays here and there, um, especially without, you know, with our defense not being the legion of the boom and who they used to be, I feel like we definitely need to get that a little bit more critiqued. Uh, offensively, I feel like we need a few players here and there. Uh, receivers were pretty set, but I mean, like uh, we always can't lean to to Earl Thomas or uh, on on plays to get done. But I feel like we, he definitely needs some help, and we need to get uh, some key players there um, in the receiver receiving end, along with a, a lineman. You know, to have the right line that's going to actually stop uh, people from coming in. Last year, I feel like the the biggest thing was you know. Uh, giving up plays were of Russell Wilson getting sacked, and you know our, our our offensive end just needs a little bit more critiquing. And then again, you know um, our running backs. You know um, I give our running backs um, a decent. You know they're they're good. 
Um, but you, you learned they're not, they're not like w- what they used to be. I, I feel like when, when Marshawn Lynch used to play with them, they, they were a great, they were, they, you worried about the run game. Now I feel like, you know, the run game is just like, Oh, they're running the ball. Let's stop them. Okay, cool. Done. Cause you know, it was this player running the ball. Um, I feel like, you know, they, they could step it up a little bit more there and, you know, um, we'll see what happens. You know, I mean the Seahawks, you know, uh, it's, it's kind of, you don't know what's going to happen, especially with Pete Carroll. You, you don't know, you really don't know what the game plan, what he, what he's looking for and going into next season. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I do hope that we do pick up a lot more defensive players. And uh, I feel like, you know, um, just critique the players and, you know, get them in line. And, uh, and yeah, I think we'll be a real good solid team. Yeah, we'll definitely see, man. Uh, you know what, Marshawn Lynch, or well, that's what I want to ask you. Uh, I'm not actually that on the back end of the of the show, but uh, without the apps, without a solid running game with Marshawn Lynch and things like that, uh, to kind of bring some balance offensively, how do you guys bring balance to help out Russell Wilson? You don't want to put a lot of the pressure on his shoulders to be your offensive weapon, but you know he's a dual threat quarterback. Uh, do you think you guys need to go and get a, a solid running back as well? Yeah, if anything, yeah, with with our run game, we do need a much more solid, you know, running back. I mean, when we had Marshawn Lynch, clearly you could see that our running game was set, you know. <laughs> that was that was a player there that moved the chains and got stuff done and was a was a playmaker, and, you know. Uh lately with everyone with our running backs that we've had now in here, you know, um most of them really haven't been up to like the par or to the standard of what the Seahawks used to be with their run game. You know, with all due respect with Marshawn Lynch, you know, now being with the Raiders and stuff like that, great player and, and everything, and he definitely is, I feel like, hands down, one of the best running backs you know, to ever play the game. Um, but, you know, I, I, we, do need, we do need work on our run game. Uh, our, our run game last, last year, was, last season was, you know, a little, little degrading, and I feel like they could do a lot better on that too as well. Yeah, you guys have a couple picks right before the Texans. I want to say the 20... Second, I want to see uh, draft pick in the first round is a twenty-second pick. So, you guys have an opportunity to pick up some really good play- I mean, players prior to the Texans making their selection, and hopefully, you guys can add an offensive weapon to the table. Uh, y'all pick twenty-first, excuse me, in the first round. So, y'all have two picks in the first round. Then you have a third-round pick, fourth-round pick, and a fifth-round pick. So, it'll be exciting to see if you guys can add some offensive weapons for. Uh, Russell Westbrook, the newly improved, paid Russell Westbrook at four, the four-year deal, $140 million contract, $65 million guaranteed. Marshawn Lynch announced today that he's retiring from the NFL. In your opinion, uh, A-Rod, can you give your thoughts on what he brought to the NFL and if he's a future Hall of Fame player? Oh, without a doubt, Marshawn Lynch is a future Hall of Fame player. Uh, I mean, with everything he's done and, he, and his run game and how incredibly strong he is, you know, they 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 didn't give him a nickname, you know, for for any old good coincidence. I mean, you know, obviously he it's beast mode there, <laughs> one of the hardest hitters I th- I feel I felt seen in in, in the NFL over the last few uh, decades, especially with me watching him. And I feel like you know he he's earned it. I I, I mean, Marshawn Lynch, you know, definitely a really good running back and. He, you got to give him some respect and his credits here and there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's amazing how with time people change. Uh, the Marshawn Lynch at Seattle was kind of hard-nosed. It wasn't media-friendly, uh, but it was a Super Bowl champion. And when he got to Oakland, he became a different player, more friendly, more outgoing, um, played for his hometown. 
So, the future Hall of Fame. Yeah, there definitely was Go a ahead. big difference between when he was with the C, with with the Seahawks and then with the Raiders. I feel like you know, it, it felt like he when he went to the Raiders, he was more of like you know a coach rather than a player. Where as Seahawks are at the C, Seattle, he was more of a player than a coach. You know. Yeah, yeah. With time, it'll, it'll see. It'd be exciting to see if he makes it to the Hall of Fame. Um, but again, I don't see why. But you never know. You never know with the NFL Hall of Fame because it's voted by the the the, the Writers Association. So you never know how that thing's gonna play out. All right, Arizona. Again, we know they have the number one draft. Well, back to back years where they have a top ten draft pick, uh, really top five draft pick. So they have the first round pick, number one. They have the first round pick, second round first pick, third round first pick. Fourth round first pick, fifth round first pick, sixth round first pick, sixth round sixth pick. Then they have seven, uh, three seven round picks. So altogether, Arizona has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten draft picks. So with all that being said, A Rod, will the Arizona Cardinals come out the draft a winner or loser? All any team wants to come out, you know, a winner. But you know, it, it really just depends on how well they're 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 playing their statistics and who they're going to go with. I feel like with the Cardinals, um, they they do they do need a lot of work defensively, and I feel like a lot of their most of their picks, uh, besides you know the quarterback, I feel like a lot of them are going to be you know defensive players. I, I I feel like you know with them having a better stack of defense, I feel like they they can do they can do a little bit better than they did last year. Instead of looking elementary, you know, I feel like they would actually be the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> I would be I, w- I, w- I would love to see them pick more you know uh, defense of course you know a little bit more of offense players you know they they need game they need game make, uh, playmakers they can't be giving it off to like Fitzgerald and all that stuff you know they can't always rely on your top players you know I feel like they need to have a better strategy going against their some of some of their the teams they have offensively um, and defensively and I, I you know all around you know they, they they just need a huge a huge shakeup and I feel like hopefully if Cliff Kingsbury, you know, we'll give him that. Yeah, it'd be exciting to see how it plays out. Finishing up three and thirteen last year, Larry Fitzgerald, one of the future Hall of Fame players that they have on still on the in the organization. Arizona definitely going to draft a quarterback tomorrow. We'll see how it rolls out for them, as well as all the other teams in the NFL draft tomorrow. But that's the music playing, so it's time for me to wrap up the show. I want to thank my super producer A Rod for chiming in throughout the show and I want to thank the listeners out there for listening outside the huddle until we meet or until we talk again next Wednesday have a blessed weekend thanks for joining outside the huddle with Lemont Williams we're back next week for another live show Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific 7 p.m. Central and 8 p.m. Eastern Time check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel